Hello! Welcome to Club de Club de Cuervos with Milena. And James. Today we're discussing Season 1, Episode 4, Slap. Slap. Of Club, of Club de Cuervos. So, what happened in this episode uh, in a short synopsis, James? Mm, in this episode, uh, Isabel tries to clean up part of the mess that Chapman made in the previous episode by removing sponsors from the uniforms. And uh, Chava wages a battle with the coach Goyo over being involved at all in the decisions of making the, the team. And Goyo furthers his relationship with Tony's fake mother, Susanita. Oh yes, Susanita. Okay, so let's start with uh, well, do you have any announcements before we go through the episode? Announcements? Yeah. No. Should I? No. <laughs> I forgot uh, my announcements. Uh, uh, so, so all of you know, ads are still available for both personal ads and business ads. Please email us at club de club de cuervos at gmail dot com. That is c l u b d e c l u b d e c u e r v o s at gmail dot com. Let's get started with recapping the episode. First scene is a big truck, a big garbage truck dumping piles of jerseys at the gate of the Club de Cuervos Stadium. And Isabel gets out of her a large vehicle and looks at the pile that has been dumped. This is a heap of jerseys about as big as her SUV. <laughs> it was not that big. <laughs> That's what it looked to me. It was certainly blocking her from getting out of the driveway. Yes, it's a it's a large it's a large pile of of shirts, and then the then the credits roll. Good credits. And then the second scene, Chava asks Moises about his marriage difficulties on the field. Mm-hmm. Then he asks Moises why they aren't scoring goals, and Goyo tells Chava to stay off the field. Is this this? Um... Moises says, oh yeah, everything's fine, and then we have flashbacks to how it's actually going, which is not well. That's correct. And, uh, and let's see, and then Goyo, tells, Goyo comes over, and he and Chala argue a lot, and then Chala sees a lady reporter reporter on, come onto the field, and then they stop arguing, and then they return back to their argument. Yes. Okay. Then, Isabel meets with a Jersey counterfeiter in her office. He takes all of the candy and pours it into his pocket. <laughs> and he he ends up leaving with a payment and a signed soccer ball that Isabel gladly gives him. Yeah, this this scene was pretty funny. I like, I like the way this uh, uh, counterfeit Jersey mafioso was portrayed and uh, the casualness with which he... I, I realized afterwards he he wasn't just dumping the candy in his pocket to take it. He was clearing space to snub out his cigarette. Oh, yeah. Which she told him not to smoke in the office, and he did it anyway. And how much did you determine that the payment was worth? Uh, the amount she offered was a little over $2,000 American. Uh, 
at least at today's exchange rate. Yes, as opposed to last year. <laughs> as opposed to last year's. <laughs> okay. Uh, and and also yeah, and he also asked for the uh, soccer, the signed soccer ball from her desk. Yes, as I mentioned, and then Isabel speaks with Dragon Cola's Mr. Rubio's secretary, Yvonne, about the lost sponsorship. And Isabel tries to get him on the phone, but Yvonne said she had specific uh, directions to read a specific statement. Yes, Dragon Cola has just cut them off uh, as uh, they they don't want to be a sponsor anymore because Java removed the logo from the uniforms. And they don't want to talk about it. Then Isabel... And then Felix walks into Chava's office during his spray Storms camp. Storms in. Yes, and Chava is very upset that these people have uh, walked into his unlocked office in the daytime. <laughs> and he is only wearing a uh, small white thong. <laughs> yes. And then they they are arguing about, about uh, the jerseys. And then... Isabel throws a cup of spray tan liquid on Chaba. Into his eyes. Into his eyes. And as he asks for a towel. Yes. And she leaves. As, as does Felix, because he didn't want to be there anyway. Then Goyo asks Tony when his mother will be at a game. And Tony makes excuses. And uh, there's a series of... Uh, excuses that he has given to Goyo for why his yeah he's been making excuses for a while. So Goyo insists that his mother arrives, but he says that she's in Guadalajara for for bunions. And so then Goyo says that Tony looks so much like his mother, and he says, "Yeah." (laughs) And uh, if you have seen the show, Tony does not look like Susanita. So then, then what do you have to say about that? Nothing. It's just funny. I mean, yeah, he doesn't look like her. The, the, the way that the way that Tony reacted to that was great. <laughs> so then, reporter Patty Via does a report from the practice field. Chavo walks into frame, and he offers Patty a VIP tour of the facilities. Yes, he totally photobombs her and, and the, upsets the cameraman. The camera says, "We have a visitor." <laughs> And so she's delighted that Chala is uh, paying attention to her so she can get better access uh, to the team. Mm-hmm. Then Isabel and Felix sit in the box at the game. And Chala gives Patty a tour. Gives Patty a tour and they end up in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And while Chala is trying to write stuff on the board about the plays, Patty looks at Potro's large penis. <laughs> yes, he just kind of drops his tail. And then Goyo sees Chava altering his lineup on the whiteboard. They argue, and Goya slaps the marker out of Chava's hand. The slap of the title of the episode. Yes. And then Chava starts going after Goyo, and Rafa restrains Chava. Yes, Rafa uh, rather satisfyingly drags him out of the room. And Patty is left there, uh, asking I think she asked Moises what her what his take on the slap was, and, and he just ignores her. <laughs> he and does she, not respond at and all. And then she uh, backs out of the <laughs> a locker room quietly. Oh, it is very awkward. Then the Cuervos lose per the reporters. So the, the, the same reporters who I think are on Football Mundo 
are reporting on this game and the Cuervos have lost. Yes. And the the people in town are upset. Yeah, we see this. we see the fans feeling very let down. Then Chava follows Patty to the van and asks her out. She to take a walk around or get dinner, and she declines to finish the report. And she says another time. And then Chava sees Goyo at his car. He walks over to him, and Goyo apologizes for slapping his hand, but Chava dem- demands respect. Yes, he he doesn't feel like the uh, apology was good enough. And he says, "Okay, Chavita," and he opens the door and almost hits Chava. And says, "Oh, excuse me," and then he gets into his car. And leaves. And then we have a montage of Chava and Goyo arguing on the field and in the locker room. <laughs> yes, this is pretty funny. It keeps escalating, you know, him trying to trying to change the lineup and and Goyo racing it and, and trying again and he keeps pulling out other pins and And no one seems to think that this is a good idea except for Chava and Hugo mm-hmm. Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, and the players are, you know, uh, the players, he tells the players to do things, and they like, well, he pay, he signs the paycheck, I guess I have to do it. Oh, you were, okay. There was one player especially who was... Uh... Oh, I had that, that scene. Oh, okay. So, Rafa okay. and Pocho argue about who should be playing where based on Chava or mm-hmm. Goyo's instructions. The Brazilian pick player pipes in, because I still don't know his name, and Pocho starts a fight with him. So... I mean, they were translated, but it seemed... Well, first of all, they didn't translate the Portuguese, Yeah, so. they just said, speaking in Portuguese. <laughs> and so then, Pocho says something to him that isn't completely translated in the subtitles, um, but it really angers him, and then a fight ensues, and um, obviously the the fight is due to Chava's interference, because no one knows where they're supposed to be mm-hmm. on the field, which you're going to see. Uh but as we were saying, no one seems to be saying, yes, Chava, please help us win these games. It's more like, yeah, we're not winning. We don't really care that much as long as we're playing because Chava doesn't seem to understand that the point of their team is not to necessarily win games all the time. Like, obviously they want to do well, but you can't go from one spot that you're in to immediately winning all your games because that's not the kind of team they yeah, have. You, can't, the you can't you can't win by force of will. <laughs> and he he just is insisting upon not listening to the eight year plan that Felix keeps telling mm-hmm. him about. He's like, no, we should just be winning championships. And I'm like, if if everyone could just do that, then then all the teams would just be winning championships all the time. Like he doesn't get that this is not like one soccer team in Mexico. There's a bunch of soccer teams in Mexico. And he also doesn't seem to understand how putting different people in different positions works because mm-hmm. even though he was the ambassador for the team, he doesn't seem to... He doesn't I, know much about the game. <laughs> no, he, he doesn't know much about the game of football. He also doesn't acknowledge that just because you have players doesn't mean that they need to be in the position that you tell that you think they should be in at that time because before he didn't know about substitutions <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're capable of moving around the field <laughs> yeah oh my goodness so then uh the team is confused disorganized and angry 
due to Chava's interference as they are playing the game. I don't remember if it's exactly this point, but there is this great... I guess it was earlier, but there was this great little bit of footage of gameplay where it was like the whole team was crowded close to the uh, the goal and uh, and there were like too many people in the area on the field and it was really awkward and there was nobody defending where they needed to be and then the other team gets a goal. Yes, and Ch- and Quell gets a red card. So so uh, so as James mentioned, there what has happened is all the players are on on the side where the goal is because it looks like there's going to be a penalty kick, but because Chava has told people something and Goyo has told people something, they're not all where they're supposed to be. So the field looks like everyone is offside, <laughs> and the, uh, the other team seems to know where they're supposed to be, and, and, and instead of everybody getting into their positions, no one's helping Rafa defend the goal. Uh-huh. And apparently the... the, the, uh, the Reporters from Football Mundo uh, say that Pocho is carrying the whole team, and so then Quao gets his red card because he got he got angry. Uh, well, he initially got a yellow card, and then he got a red card because he kept arguing with the referees. Yeah. So then, Felix. The next day, Felix Chava, Goyo, and Isabel argue in the conference room. And they try to explain to Chava how how his father ran the team that his father would leave him alone and uh and that he's supposed to be a figurehead yeah they try to remind Shava that his job is to talk to the public not to be involved with with the, the players and he says i'm managing this team and what? felix says no i'm managing the team that's my job i mean this is something that that Chava's own father was trying to get through his head in the first episode before he died. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then so, something, there was some interaction with Goyo and Chava, and and uh, I, think, I forgot. Someone someone got mad about something. It was like they all got quiet when Chava said that that uh, are we just supposed to uh, listen to the wisdom of Salvador Iglesias Senior? Did he have nothing wrong with what he said? And they're like. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Isabel's assistant comes in and tells her that Mr. Rubio has canceled their meeting, and she gets mad and leaves with her assistant. And this is when Hugo Sanchez climbs up from underneath the table <laughs> and says that that I think that you should listen to my boss, uh, Mr. Iglesias. And so then Goyo said, "Who is he?" <laughs> it was just the the way he just popped up. It was like he was laying on the floor behind the table. He was. He was there the whole time. So I went back and looked, and I thought maybe he was just hiding in the corner if he dropped something. But he was just under the table the whole time to come up for that part of the scene. And so then Felix oh, and Goyo leave. What do you think? I, I just said, oh, he was a Okay. So outside, Felix and Goyo discuss the situation. And Goyo asked Felix if he, if what he feels about taking uh, instruction from this little brat. And Felix says that he owes his his career to this club. And Felix tells Goyo to take the day off. And Goyo says, what do I do? And he says, "Eh, go out with someone. And Goyo goes, oh. You see the light bulb go off over Goyo's head. And then Isabel goes to Dragon Cola to wait to meet with Mr. Rubio. So the the receptionist tells her that they have chairs that uh, she can wait in while Mr. Rubio is in his meeting. 
Then Goyo visits Tony's house looking for Tony's mother. Uh, Tony uh, uh, tries to... Uh, so Tony's there with his family and his real mother. And... Yes, and, and he... Cause Goyo comes because Tony said he would be, ba- she would be back from Guadalajara by now. And Tony mm-hmm. says, oh, no. <laughs> and, yeah, makes up another excuse. I forgot what. And Goyo leaves the roses for Tony's mother. So with Isabel, he, she, uh, Isabel, uh, Yvonne, Mr. Rubio's assistant, comes out to deal with Isabel. To further delay her. He, yes, and she, and he, she says that, that she, She's supposed to talk with Isabel, and then Isabel runs past the reception desk into yeah. the hallway. She's like, I'm going to get something for my car, and then she runs, <laughs> <laughs> just kind of sprints past the, the desk. And she finds Mr. Rubio's office, and then Mr. Rubio propositions Isabel, and Isabel says, I'm going to have dinner tonight with my husband. And then Mr. Rubio uses the toilet with the door open while Isabel tries to make a presentation. Then when he comes out... He shows his colleagues a fart video. He is so much of a pig in so many ways. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, another example for uh, for uh, motivated women uh, of what they have to deal with on a regular basis from uh, terrible people. Mm-hmm. And by terrible people, I mean terrible men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Tony looks for Susanita on the street where he met her. Mm-hmm. And then Isabel complains to Felix in back at the office. And Felix says, uh, this is why your father didn't want you to be in the business, because not all of us are as progressive as you would like us to be. And he says, I'm going to go to have dinner with your brother. And he does. He leaves to go have dinner with Chava. Yeah. Then at dinner, Felix explains to Chava what his role is. And... and uh, he uses metaphors. Um, he uses the metaphor of uh, being a chef in a restaurant, not being the owner of a restaurant. And you stay out of the kitchen and you let the chef do what they're supposed to do. And Thomas says, what about a chef owner like Jamie Oliver? <laughs> and um, uh, it, no, Chavez starts talking about how he wants Koya to respect him. Because he's done so much, and and uh, Felix says, "No, no, no! Your father did all of that. What have you done?" Mm-hmm. And he can't come up with anything. And he says, I, "I'm the president." And, and uh, Felix asks Chava to stop provoking Goya. Chava agrees to call a truce if he gets an apology from Goya, and Felix says, "Okay." And from this conversation, Chava deduces that he should open a restaurant. Yes, that's that, that was his takeaway from this. I should I should be a chef. I should start a start a restaurant. Um, this scene was making me think. Oh, the, you know, is this is this the best that Felix can do to stand up to Shaba and try to stop him from all this nonsense? But the more I thought about it, you know, Felix really does try hard here. It, it, the problem is that nothing gets through Shaba's head. It, it's especially difficult because Felix has more of a tie to the to the mechanics of running the team than Chava does. Chava just has this idea that I own a football team and they should win championships so we can get stars. And Felix understands how the entire business of 
running a football team in Mexico runs. We're going to learn more about that in later episodes, about how the things that Chava is doing makes all the the um, the business of running this team more difficult because Chava does not account for the politics of of running this business, not mm-hmm. specifically in Mexico, but the possible politics of running a business in a specific industry with which he has not actually worked in, he just inherited. And Felix understands this, and it's there's there's shades of, of how he told uh, Goyo about how he owes his career to this club, because he does, um, but he also, the club owes a, owes a lot to him because of how he has set things up, mm-hmm. which we will see specifically um, and that's a lot of why Felix is trying to work with what he has got and trying to impart his knowledge upon Chava because he, he says that yes Chava is the president but he wants he wants Chava to learn from all of their mistakes and all of their experience because they didn't just buy a team and then overnight they got to where they were this has been decades in in the planning and then building it up and uh... yes and so so that's a lot of why felix is trying to do this work in the specific way instead of just saying chala no <laughs> yeah so uh so then let's see tony asked susanita to meet with goyo again and uh and Susanita worries that Goyle will find out about her genitals. And uh, and she asks Tony not to forget his mother when he becomes rich and famous. And he says, of course not. Susanita is a saint. Mm-hmm. And I do like that this, that this storyline takes place between them and not someone who is older on the team. Because Tony is... It is actually a decent human being, uh, whereas the his, the older members of the team all have some sort of flaws, except for Rafa. Yeah. And then, as Isabel eats a street corn, she sees a girl deer with an unfair, an unfair boy. Yes. Playing street football. You see her in the foreground. The uh, you see her eating the elotes, and she's. And then, then in the background, there's some little kids playing soccer, and uh, they're arguing over whether or not something was a foul. Was a foul, and the boy pushes the girl over, and you see Isabel start look back and start to pay attention, and then the uh, and the girl jumps up and she goes and pushes the boy down, and he stays down and starts crying, and she and she she decides that she. So there's a penalty, and then they, the rest of the people continue playing their game with her while the boy is still crying on the ground. And uh, she gives back the corn and says, I don't need this. <laughs> and then the next day, Isabel asks her assistant, whose name I still don't know, to find out where Mr. Rubio is having lunch. And Isabel and her assistant end up at a strip club with excellent seafood. <laughs> I hope they get really at excellent seafood. That was the reputation. And her assistant asks if, if he should stay with her, but he does not <laughs> stay with her. Isabel greets Mr. Rubio and his colleagues, the two people that he showed the fart video to, 
after a lap dance. Oh, is that who those were? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're not bringing more people to this. So it was the same two gentlemen, uh, somebody and somebody else. And uh, he says that um, he asked one of the, the, the dancers to give Isabel a lap dance. And after that lap dance... Uh, Isabel excuses herself and goes to speak with the manager. And Mr. Rubio says, oh, she's looking for a job. And his colleagues laugh. <laughs> and then all of the dancers follow her out of the club. And uh, and eventually uh, Mr. Rubio and his colleagues are sitting. Oh, and then a, sh- a, uh, a, <laughs> a, a cup of shrimp comes yeah, over. A big cup of tr- uh, shrimp. And so they're waiting for... Uh, because the club has cleared out of dancers and they're in their booth by themselves. So we cut to Isabel in a private room where she is speaking with the dancers. All the dancers are all around her. And she asks them about how much they make and... Uh, the, they're discussing investment strategies. <laughs> yes, yeah, so and one of the dancers says that on a good night she can make $8,000, and Isabel says, I hope you're investing it. And she says, yes, I am. And then someone else behind her said that, that she is investing it in the oil fields. And they're like, oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mr. And this, after being left alone, Mr. Rubio enters the room. She tells him that she has paid for the dancers for the whole afternoon. And uh, she then shows him her reimbursement presentation on her uh, tablet. Mm-hmm. I love how Isabel handles this whole situation. Because she walks in not even realizing that this restaurant is actually a strip club. And then every every piece of disrespect that he throws at her, she figures out how to, uh, she figures out how to react perfectly to it and, and turns the whole situation around. We don't find out in this episode if it works, but uh, it sure looks like it was working at the end. Mm-hmm. And it helps that she ha- she probably has an expense account to uh, address problems like this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then Susanita meets with Goyo in his office. And Goyo has uh, put a, a rose petals around the room and candles. Little, yes, little, little tiny tea candles all over the office. And Susanita... Uh, uh, tries to deter him from having intercourse with her, and then he keeps uh, one-upping her uh, her pleas with more uh, disgusting <laughs> emissions about himself. <laughs> what do you have to say about this? I don't no, know. It was just funny. And then in the locker room, Tony is concerned, and then uh, as uh, Goyo uh, has is uh, having intercourse uh, with Susanita from behind. He touches Susanna's, Susanita's private parts, and uh, both of them... Uh, he are, realizes. Uh, yeah, both of them are uh, alarmed, but but uh, Goyo continues his intercourse. <laughs> and she says, all right. Yes. What else do you have to say? In the earlier episode, I... Uh, it was, I was at episode two, I think, when uh, when Tony first hired Susanita to uh, to please the coach. I thought that the coach had realized then and was okay with it, and I didn't realize until the early in this episode. I realized, oh, that wasn't the case. He didn't figure out that she was trans, and he, um, and so yeah, now he finds out. 
So then, Chavo walks up to the locker room and he is locked out with a big sign uh, that that says that it's only for players and the coaching staff. Any executives have to stay out. Yes. I forgot what the sign and what else the sign It says. specifically says no executives. And so he's on the phone and he reads the sign and he gets very angry. And then on the field, Goyo beats Tony with his hat while the rest of the players watch and try to stop Goyo from... And was he kicking him too? Oh, possibly. But it, it, uh, it seemed like it was, it was definitely... Uh, not a pleasant experience, but Goyo is not that strong. Yes. So uh, they were. Just, so the play, some of the players were trying to push Goyo away. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But the, most of the team was just standing there, like. Mm. Yeah. And then Chava walks over and fires Goyo. It fires. Yeah, that's right. And none of the teammates is none of the team members is happy with this. Yes. This. This. I mean, he, he's right in the middle of beating one of his players. And Chava storms up and fires him, and it's kind of like uh, like Goya doesn't realize what it's about. I mean, from Chava's point of view, Chava probably doesn't even see Tony there. He's just thinking about the sign on the door that says he can't go in and interfere. He's not even paying attention to what's going on here. But Goya's in this uh, moment of uh, of rage and confusion, and uh, he doesn't. I don't think he even says anything. He's just like, all right. And he he gives Chava his hat and necklace. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and he takes off his his uh, his his jacket too, and walks off. And then Chava is looking around at all the other players, and all the other players are looking at him angrily, like what? And one of them actually says, "What did you do?" And that's Moises. Yes. And the episode ends. Yes. <laughs> So what what was your impression of this episode? This was a good episode. It, uh, there were um, there were a lot of funny bits, although this was a little more serious, had more intense things in it too. Um, I, I had fun watching it. And Mary loses that in this episode. Yes, we'll we'll see her next time, I presume. Uh, uh, let's see what else. I like this episode because it provided further conflict for the oh, oh it provided further conflict for the characters and another example of Chava making a huge decision based on nothing but his own ego mm-hmm. and and another thing for the rest of the characters to overcome. So before he had his his scandal that was taken care of and then caused a different problem for one of the players, but not so much for the team. Now he has his jerseys, which initially caused a problem for the counterfeiters and uh, for Dragon Cola, which apparently has its own problems with taking all the water from the town, <laughs> but we didn't hear anything oh, about that's that. Right. I forgot about that. And, and again, Isabel cleans up the problem with Chava not even... Not even, he doesn't even think about it anymore. He's not like he's like, oh yeah, we just don't have the sponsors, and he doesn't come up with a solution for it. Yeah. And when the problem happens, Isabel cleans it up again, and then Felix has to manage him again. And and there's so much time spent managing not only the problems that Chava creates, but Chava 
trying to stop Chava from creating more problems. Yes. And which well, he does anyway. Which he does anyway. And, and, and it, and as I, as I think about the, where the, the, the season ends, it just feels like, the it felt like people should have seen like they should have had a plan in place for for when the when the straw has broken the camel's back what are they going to do next mm-hmm. but no they just keep thinking oh, we'll just we'll just keep going and spinning our wheels and eventually we'll get to somewhere <laughs> Uh, who was the most valuable player in this episode? Um, I don't think anyone can unseat Isabella in this episode. Your name's now Isabel. Isabel. You keep calling her Isabella. Oh, okay. And why is that? Uh, well, I mean, she did a really good job of cleaning up the messes. And, um... And I really liked, uh, I really liked that scene where she sees the kids fighting and, uh, she realizes that she, she doesn't need her corn. She's going to go fight back. Um, she had some really good scenes in this. And I liked how, uh, I agree that Isabel is the MVP. Uh, I don't know anyone else I can think of. And Felix does his best, but he does not, uh, succeed and I think he needs to he needs to have some time to truth with himself about the situation mm-hmm. as as Goyo tried to encourage him to. Uh, Susanita deserves another honorable mention. <laughs> yes, <laughs> especially where we see where she ends up later in this season because she'll be back. Uh, but Isabel, I liked that. I liked the scene in the strip club where they where they showed that uh these particular dancers were not were not uh they had a lot more uh intelligence uh about financial decisions than Chava did. Mhm. That's right. I don't know where Chava's money is going cuz he lives with his mother. Uh so but uh, but it seems like these women are are using. Uh, they know how much they make a night. They're investing their money, or at least the two that spoke, and the others seem to agree with them. Uh-huh. Uh, and show that that they are. It it didn't show Isabel. Um, shaming them or thinking that she was better than them, but both paying them for their for their work. Uh, for the entire rest of the day, and they could just sit there, mm-hmm. uh, and also using that monetary power and intelligence to uh, keep a sponsor happy, so that uh, they would continue doing business with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And who is the least valuable player? Least valuable. Uh, uh, I had been thinking Felix, but no, he, he did try, even though, meh, uh, it was who he was up against, um, and, uh, no, it has to be Chava. 
And why is that? <laughs> well, nobody else was so... Nobody else was so Shava in this episode. Um, now... <clears throat> um, no, I don't, I don't have any other ideas. And why is Shava the least valuable player? <laughs> because of all that he does. Um, but specifically in this episode, just how oblivious he was to the mess he made in the previous episode with the with the um the jerseys how uh you know the whole team and everything he everything that he does is it's all an extension of his ego you know um both on the level of him only thinking about we want to win games go win games here's what i think you should do to win games and just uh his ego and the in the fact that he feels it's his his right and his prerogative to go and and tell the, all the players what to do and tell the coach what to do and uh, yeah I agree that Chava is the mo- the least valuable player in that he he doesn't he doesn't think about anything other than what he wants and, and he, he also doesn't seem to think there's anything wrong with uh, why this reporter whom he has never met before uh, uh, maybe has not been in the locker room ever and uh, and yes I don't think there's anything else that I need to mention about Chava that I haven't just that uh, I don't think he has a plan for getting a new coach even if he felt like Goya wasn't uh, the right person for their team. Mm-hmm. So he makes lots of decisions, as I mentioned, without any plan to actually address the problems. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what are you looking forward to in the next episode? Just whatever it's going to give me. I've, I've, been, uh, I've been happy with every episode so far, so I'm waiting to see what happens next. Okay. Okay, so... Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we conclude? My only other thought is we got a lot of Goyo in this episode. More than we did in any previous episode. That is true, probably. Because he was leaving. <laughs> this is, is, I thought this might be his last episode. Oh. Um, but uh, and we already knew he was a, a competent coach. And we already knew he was kind of slimy. And... Uh, I liked in this episode that we also got to see his kind of vulnerable, lonely side. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, when he, uh, how he's crushing on uh, on uh, Tony's mom, and uh, uh, it wasn't enough to make me like him, but it, I still really appreciated that depth to the character. You know, he could have been a one-dimensional character, but they didn't make him one-dimensional character. He, you know, felt. Uh, Deeper than that. That's all. Well, which of the characters of the series do you epi- do you identify with so far? Do I identify with? Yes. Mm. Oh no, a lot of no, a lot of characters I identify with. Um. The bar owner from the first episode. <laughs> no. I don't know. I I don't think there's any specific characters that I strongly identify with. 
Although there's plenty of times where lots of different characters will just have a scene or a moment where uh, I can identify with an emotion that they're uh, that they're portraying. Uh, and I guess I've said before, the performances in this are really good. I like the way things are acted. Mm. That, those are my thoughts. Okay, great. Any other thoughts? <laughs> That's it. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> so I identify with Isabel. Thank you for asking. Great. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. <laughs> we will be back next time with episode five. Again, if you have, if you'd like to purchase an ad or you'd like to email us with suggestions or thoughts about our podcast or about the series Club de Cuervos, please email us at clubdeclubdequervos at gmail.com. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.